welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. <laughs> Troy and I are here today to do a part, well, I guess it's part two, but these will keep going, so we don't really need to number them. But ask us anything. Troy, thanks for joining. Yeah. Good to be back in, on the set. <laughs> yes. Last time we talked about breakfast burritos as our icebreaker. So I know it was controversial. Um, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to always does like once like something really awesome that happened to them and like something not so great that happened to them within the week. So I thought we could do that tennis related like. Some people call these like rosebud thorn, whatever. Anyways, I'm not trying to be super cheesy, but like, what's your good week, bad week in the tennis world? Something that happened good and something mm -hmm. bad mm -hmm. on the tennis court. Yeah, it can be on the tennis court. It can be tennis related. It can be something you watched in the tennis world. It can be a tennis Instagram person you found. Anything. It can be anything. I mean, okay, in the last week or like last seven days or whatever. Um, I mean, I feel like the U.S. Open finals were pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, and then one that we were even talking about that didn't even get much limelight was the women's doubles. Yes. Yeah. And it was pretty pretty awesome. Taylor Townsend getting to the finals. Let's go. Playing with McNally. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they came up short, but it was a really close match. Yeah. Against the two Czechs that are like. So good. Yeah. Always winning. Well, and I didn't repeat this because I wasn't 100% sure and I wanted to fact check myself and I never went back and fact checked. But so I think I read that they like technically, quote unquote, won a golden slam. But I don't know if it's like COVID going and this into Golden is, uh, Slam. And and yes. Siniakova. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've won a lot of stuff. Plus a gold medal, yeah, right? I yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that they were like Taylor and McNally haven't probably played that many matches together before this. Yeah, and like so. um, getting to the final. Taylor looks great. She looks awesome. Killing it. Yes. Looking fit. Let's playing go. awesome. I think that was pretty awesome. I but, love it. Um, personal, personal, yeah, personal. Um, good things. Uh, just hitting earlier today, I got our resident string expert out on the court, Wolfman, and we were just rallying probably for about a half hour, but you know, he hit a few balls side to side and I just felt like small wins, but like the knee. Yeah. I just felt lighter on my feet a little bit. Like I could move. I wasn't thinking about it as much. So those are just like internal things that nice. made me feel good. Yeah. That's um, good. And then also, um, little, you know, outside of work over the last weekend, I started to Try out this is not tennis, but oh I tried boy. out a little I tried out a little pickleball. <laughs> try it out. And you know, it was fun. For like, everyone listening, Troy has like not done it in so long like not played. I think you were the last the last one standing that had not officially played pickleball. Yeah. And it wasn't like like I've been saying it, no, it wasn't something that like I was like not wanting to do, but I just hadn't been, you know, like a hundred percent in tennis. So yeah. just my style is like, I'm not really going to take on something else if I'm not feeling good about maybe myself on the tennis court. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started feeling a little more comfortable on the tennis court, got out for a little, it was like a little clinic kind of, you know, demo day type of thing mm -hmm. and joined some of the local country club members, nice. some ladies, some younger players. And it was fun. I had That's a good time. Awesome. So okay, yeah. I love that negative stuff. I don't know. I'm not talking about say, negative maybe stuff. We forget should, the, forget yeah. the negative stuff. <laughs> I, like, I don't okay, think there's no been negatives. nothing to really complain about. I think there's okay. a lot of a lot of other things in the world that people complain about. So I'm not going to. You I'm know? here for yeah, that. Life's yeah, not that bad. We'll focus on the good. Um, that's awesome. 
Um, I'm trying to think like the week has been busy and lots of little things. But I guess something that's pretty cool in our world is we have a small 60K coming to our area and we've got a couple of the sponsor players that we work with coming in town that we get to work with and see and it's really cool because of COVID it hasn't happened in a few years and you know it's just always fun to watch live tennis and especially when it's pros and yeah it's like such an intimate setting yeah this it's crazy and uh, hopefully we'll our content will help show some of this but a 60k is a very it's uh, on the big scale of things it's a pretty small tournament yeah yeah and that we're going to work with Asia Muhammad, who's like also a great doubles player, but she's also working on her singles. And then Kayla Day, who's kind of coming back from injury and has had a really good year. She lost in the second round of U.S. Open Qualies. Yep. Just won Santa Maria Open. So it, I, I've never actually met her. So I'm super excited to meet her and work with her. And like, that's exciting. It's always fun to like plan those little things. Yeah. And you said the top of the singles list was Madison Bringle. Madison Bringle. So, I, should, I mean, people yeah. know her, know who she is. If you know the top one, kind of top 100, exactly. she's been around for a while. So I'll refresh, refresh real quick. The, the entry list, because that's a whole other thing. I would love one of these players to eventually explain how these ITFs work because it's a lot. Um, before the cutoff date, there were boy hundreds of players signed mm-hmm. up for this tournament just in case. Yeah, I think Kalinskaya was mm-hmm. the top one, mm-hmm. and I think she backed out. Yeah. Or- it's not coming, but yeah. And I think that's because they usually get into other tournaments that either are worth a little bit more points, a little bit more money. But yeah, the, the lineup's solid. Katie Volley Nuts. That's how you pronounce it, right? I think so. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It definitely stands out. Yeah. Carolyn Dolhide, who had a great yes. US Open. She, I, I saw Sorry, but I saw her at um, the San Jose tournament. She oh, was yeah. the main draw. I got nice. to watch her play. She was playing really good. Okay. Um, Sasha Vickery, Robin Anderson, Louisa Sharika, lots of women um, from the US, which is great. We love that. Um, let's see. And then what was I going to say? Oh, we've seen players that have like, like Shelby Rogers played this, what, like three years ago? Yeah, something like that. Maybe. And Coco Vandaway and like Jeannie Bouchard and mm-hmm. like players that have done really well have been at this tournament. So I was kind of explaining to our video guys who aren't as up on you know, the players outside of the top 100 that even though you don't know someone that's like on the list, like doesn't mean that they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to, they could break through any day now. So yeah. Didn't, uh, did Taylor Townsend play at one point? Yes. She played one year. I remember seeing her there. Yes. That was awesome. Um, yeah. And even like the qualifying to me, I think the qualifying stacked, um, Storm Sanders just won a grand slam doubles mixed title. Yeah. And she's in the qualities. She's so. been playing really well. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Vicky Duval. It would be good to see her again. She's always fun. Ursula Rodwanska. Okay. I mean, I haven't like, seen her some... play in a long time. Right? So that's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Well, we have been collecting more of your guys' questions, and we're just going to run through some of them because these are always fun episodes for us. But oh, one more thing before we get into that. There was a thought, and I'm not the one that came up with this, but I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Jadab, who Troy already referenced, um, he's our string guru, our racket guru, our, our everything guru. Mm-hmm. The wolf man. Uh, the wolf man. You guys have seen him on a couple episodes. He He's so busy and is more behind the scenes um, than you would realize. However, his buddy, <laughs> our professor, Crawford Lindsay, And his partner, Rod Cross, wrote a book called Technical Tennis. 
And Jadub has been reading it, and I think he's read it a bunch before. But there was a thought we could kind of start a book club on the podcast and go through these chapters. I know Jadub has highlighted and has all these things that he wants to further investigate and debunk or just kind of ask questions. So I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if you've read it at any time recently or if you remember it. I haven't, but uh, Wolfman has been picking my brain about certain things he's highlighted in the book. Okay. One of which I won't give too much information away, but it has to do particularly with different string compositions, different string materials and their effect on what we consider power, I guess, or like maybe ball speed. Okay. And how what one player or like the stereotype might be for different string types, yes. what we think yes. may not or may be <laughs> true, you know, may or may not. Okay. Depending on what Crawford says in the book. So Yeah. And um it feels a little intimidating for me as someone who hated every math and science class I've ever taken. <laughs> So I could be your host, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking I, about exit velocity, oh God, energy no. return, ball compression. Um, no, Come on, Michelle. no, but I was going to read this little snippet. If you go to our website, you can you can check this out, too, just to give our listeners an idea of what it actually has in it. It says helping tennis players in their quest for the perfect racket. What is the single most important variable in racket performance? What kind of racket string swing? produce the most power how do you create maximum spin where on your racket should you hit the ball what racket and string features combine for the most comfort control and feel okay so these questions go on and on but they're answered in this book allegedly (laughs) allegedly okay allegedly one of the so how to hit it like how to hit big how to hit hard Uh uh-huh yeah yeah you read the book or you can just watch michelle youtube (laughs) videos slow motion (laughs) You can rip it hard and flat. I mean, yeah, we come from both. We come from different ways of getting to the same thing. <laughs> but if you guys are interested, reach out to us and let us know and say you're in, and maybe we'll we'll start. We'll assign some homework. Yeah, this is for the tennis geeks. This out is there. yeah. This is like we're diving in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know that you guys are mostly like geeked out already, but this is gonna be committing to your like tennis mm-hmm. geek dumb. Um, the the book is available on Tennis Warehouse and many other places, including Amazon. So uh, even if you have a Kindle, I'm going to suggest go check it out. And because the Kindle, you can highlight. I think J-Dub has it like that. Oh, he's I in the think. Kindle game? I think he has a Kindle. I thought I was thinking like he was at home with a highlighter and paperback. You he know, might like, be. <laughs> like that's, you know, I'm going back to like my, my high school days, you know. <laughs> but um, the Kindle is always like cool because you can just like slide it in your tennis bag. You can slide your book. And OK, anyways, let's get on to the questions. Um Starting with that, since we were kind of talking about strings and stuff, there were some general questions on topics that someone asked if we could highlight some polys that might be interesting for a certain quality. Example, better playability duration, more comfort or more control or more topspin. Obviously, that's a very general question, and I didn't even give this to you before we started. No, no, that's cool. So um, maybe if you want to break down, I know you're good at this stuff. So I'll give you each category, and you could just name a string. 
Or I could just say hyper G, hyper G, hyper G. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Done. You okay, know, that's the stereotype question. around the office. Is yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we do like hyper G. What's our favorite wallet? Hyper, hyper G. G. Hyper G. You know? uh, Sorry. No, that's great. I'm wearing my Coco CG ones in the red colorway and they have green pops on them and the hyper G matches my shoes perfectly. Right. It's like almost hyper G slash Prince Beast, Tor XP. Just saying. Yeah. Sometimes you got to match. No, but anyways. <laughs> so uh, for different like performance attributes. Yes. Best playability duration. Duration. Okay. I'm just, I'm not being dumb. I'm just saying Hyper G is good for, okay. <laughs> uh, it is good for playability duration. So is Confidential. So is Torbite. So okay. I'd say all three of the Solinkos. Awesome. We find pretty good consistency throughout their lifespan. And that could go eat in a couple different ways. One is just tension maintenance and for most people that know polys polys aren't really great for tension maintenance when you compare them to something like a natural gut or like premium uh, multi-filaments but um that said we're talking more like consistency over its lifespan so yes they're going to drop tension but even when they do drop tension they still perform pretty well yes and i would say you would probably agree you know hyper g's good confidential um torbite besides that if Probably the best one for tension maintenance and consistency over its life is Luxalon 4G, but it's, it's also stiff. very, very stiff. Yes. So that's kind of the trade-off. And yeah. Usually the ones that hold their tension better are stiffer, and usually the ones that are softer, not as great. Yeah. But um, yeah, those ones mentioned for sure. Some other ones that I can think of are like we reviewed maybe a year or two, time flies, but turn a big hitter silver seven mm-hmm. was a good one for, uh, it has really good tension maintenance for poly. Um, other ones, anything in particular you can think of? Tension I mean, maintenance. Or like no. consistency over time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, I just try to avoid that like springy feel. Yeah. I can tell you what strings I don't like that do that, but we're not going to put everyone on blast. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like right now I have Hyper G in my one of my RFs and that's the one I'm hitting with the most because like you said, it's the most consistent over yeah. time for me. Yeah. Um, Link's Touch also is one that kind of surprised me. It's not necessarily something I constantly like would reach for, but it has stayed in one of my, I have a prestige. Is it the tour, tour. now? Yeah. yeah. Um, that has that in there and I like it. And, and that one's soft. Yeah. It's comfortable. Soft. Oh, and speaking of soft, that's the other thing is um, I've been hitting with the Prince tour 98 a lot and I actually have, um, is it Vortex in it still? Vortex triad. Yeah. The, the three-sided one. Triad. Yes. Triad. The names are a little confusing, but, um, and that one seems to be maintaining uh, playability decent. And those are both, more comfort options. Yes. So yeah. So for softer ones, the Vortex Triad from Prince has been pretty good. Like you said, the Lynx Touch. So if you want a comfortable option that holds up pretty well over time, those two are good. Also, the other one I could think of from a while back, um, I think it, it from what I remember, it was pretty consistent over time. It was the Isospeed Cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty good. And that one's actually really soft feeling. So yeah, those are definitely some options for nice playability. Cool. Yeah. Um. We could go comfort. I mean. Oh, just overall comfort? Yeah, overall comfort. You want to so pick one? Picking up right there. Yeah, Isosuite Cream. Right. Very, very soft. I would definitely throw in the newish, the newer string, the Lynx Touch. Touch yes. Um, then from there, um, maybe not the softest, softest, but like Hyper G Soft, Torbite Soft. Those are good options. But then there's a bunch that probably maybe don't get talked about as much. Uh, I really like the Kirschbaum ones. Okay. So Proline Evolution. It's like a light blue color. 
Um, and also the Kirschbaum explosive speed. Okay. Both really comfortable and feel pretty consistent over time. So nice. those could go in both um, playability and comfort. And then we have like our, our more common ones like uh, Cyclone Tour. Um, i trying to think. The Vortex strings from Prince. And then I wouldn't say maybe the softest feeling, but like from Luxalon, like the Element. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Element. Yeah. And then what's their newer one? The Vibe? Yes. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, tried that, that one. Right? Yeah, it, yeah. It's definitely a softer option as well. Yeah. So I'd probably say those. But as far as like soft polys go, there's a, a there's lot a more. Lot. Like yeah. I could go through the site right now and probably pick out 50. Yeah. Yeah. Those and are just a few that I. It's funny. I ran into someone the other day and they were kind of like debunking the myth of poly and discomfort and arm pain and. They were shocked. They was It didn't have to do with string, actually. It had more to do with a certain racket brand. But they were shocked that they tried something and it didn't bother their arm. They were expecting it, too. And it's like, see? It's, you know, like, yeah. Anyways. No, it, it's definitely uh, something that it, it can be very, like, a personal thing. Like, yeah. Things that you wouldn't think would be comfortable work for certain people. Yeah. I just got a comment today on YouTube um, talking about, like, the new Beth video. She picked the speed. Yeah. But she was talking about the gravity and how the gravity... I think it was the gravity that started ended up yes. bothering her arm. Yes, but that it's was really a controversial soft. comment. <laughs> and then also talking about like our podcast we did on low tension. Mm -hmm. There was a guy who mentioned that low tension didn't work for him, but yeah. he strung his poly at like seventy pounds. Yeah, don't I wouldn't recommend doing that for most people. <laughs> but he said somehow with the string that he was using, a some sort of poly, that that works and he doesn't get arm pain. And I'm like, hey, to each their own, right? So, yeah, it can be a very personal thing. And then there's always the the thing or the, the thought of, like, the number one thing probably that can protect yourself is, like, good technique and yeah. all that stuff. Right? So there's all that factor. But when we break it down just to the gear, um, I guess sometimes, you know, it's not always what we would think would work for someone ends up doing the job. But... For the most part, these are probably be good ones to go with. Yes. Yes. No, it's so interesting because that's been on my mind a lot, too. There's a, a young player I work with who initially kind of put her in a lighter, stiffer, open string pattern racket. And like she, it was great. And she had been coming from a junior racket. So it was like a good um, transition. But now I'm seeing with her technique and I don't know if someone taught her to hit this way or it to me, it looks like the racket just doesn't have enough weight in the tip, which we all know that's where I like to put yes, weight. It needs that plow kind yes. Of, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm a little bit more old school. As Alexander Stevenson would say, I'm a 2000, 2000 player. So we like focus on extending the tip of the racket. Like I always say like, oh, pretend there's a string and I'm pulling it towards me. Yes. To the a little more linear swing path. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this player is getting stuck with the the butt cap of the racket leading, especially on her backhand side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's not whipping through the ball like a Rafa or anything. So it's like that is not an, the intention of yeah. her swing. And so I'm now starting to say, OK, this girl can handle a heavier racket. And I've thrown some like MPs or just standard 100s in her hands. Yeah, like and 300 grams or something yeah. around there. Yeah. Gave her the new Ultra 100. She swung it just fine. She actually grabbed my Prince um, 98 because I didn't have any extras and I switched rackets with her just fine. Head instinct MP just fine. So yeah. I'm like, okay, you know. 
sometimes we can debunk some of these things where it's like, okay, newer to tennis or younger or under the certain age has to be under a certain weight. Like, yeah, there's always, there's always yeah, the personal. It's so individual. Yeah. Yes. And then we get like those emails that's like, buying a racket for my wife. She's super athletic, but, you know, and it's, it's hard to tell. That's why we love the demo program. Anyway, speaking of in the market for a new racket, uh, Racy Lamb asked, I preferred, I prefer oversized heads and I'm rehabbing from rotator cuff injury and tennis elbow. Okay. Looks like they're going acupuncture. Let's go. Not the hardest hitter. I'm probably a 3.5. What would you recommend? Thanks in advance. Okay, so probably about a three five, looking for something a little oversized, a little oversized, and, and they're probably needing comfort. The thing that's kind of like two sided in this is not only is it the elbow, which is like typically you're thinking about um, comfort, um, shock absorption, you know, reducing vibration. You want a comfortable racket, but then the shoulder. Not so many times is the shoulder related to vibration or shock. No. The shoulder's more range of motion and weight. Yeah. You know? and I can speak to we that. We all know that. <laughs> you, you've had shoulder problems. I grew up throwing a baseball and a football a lot. So, yeah, I, I know what it's like to have that kind of trouble. So, I would say um, comfort in the racket is going to be important. Maybe a little bit of maneuverability. And you want to go with, you know, somewhat oversized. I'm... Uh, kind of particular to kind of the more control oriented oversized rackets and they're also probably pretty comfortable but mm -hmm. like a couple that come to mind are like the Dunlop that Chris, Dunlop Chris and Booney really like <laughs> yeah uh, what is that? The CX. Yes, yeah. it's a 105. Uh, 200 OS. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a 105, it's a 105. but it's <laughs> thin beam and it's soft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not going to be like for a 105. It's not going to be a ton of power. Yes, it'll be more power than like a 98 with a thin beam, but it's not going to be like your typical oversized. Yeah, but it could be worth trying something like that. Also, what is another? The Prince. Uh, Phantom 107. Yep. Yeah. That would be really good. Because that's like a classic 107, yeah. almost like an older, like, Prince oversized, but yeah. not as heavy. Yeah. Or like a, kind of like a head radical oversized back in the day, like oh, an Agassi yeah. type of racket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very soft, very comfortable, forgiving, but once again, not a ton of power because it's a thin beam. And then for a little more forgiveness, I know these are more uh, rackets that I know Brittany has really liked lately. Yeah. The Prince Twist Power 105. Okay. Forgiving. Um, more power than those other two, but not overly stiff or uncomfortable. And then what was the other one? The that, Strike. No, maybe. The Strike 103 was one that... I feel like Bert liked that, that one a lot too. The Strike 103, maybe. the Prince Twist 105. And then there was there a Pro Canix oversight? I mean, yeah. I know there's a Pro... Is I that think, the was one? it a Black Ace? Yes, 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 yes. Right? 105. Yes. 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 <laughs> so I'm all pretty those. sure. In, yes. in Pro Canix, I mean... Maybe doesn't get talked about a lot nowadays. There's not a ton of tour players. I mean, I think Seppi was the last of the yeah. last of the dying breed of, of <laughs> Ken X. Ken You know, they make when you're talking about arm comfort and that, they mean they're excellent. Yeah, for you sure. Know, there's people that swear by a pro Ken X for arm comfort. Um, also maybe a quick shout out to Vocal. Yeah. Because there was a comment recently, or maybe it was even on the other Ask Me Anything episode that someone had mentioned. They were surprised that we didn't bring up vocal. Mm -hmm. um, some of the more older school rackets of theirs, I think, feel a little more comfortable than some of the newer 
ones. Yeah. But I well, think, actually, uh, the one even we just play tested, that one's definitely flexible and comfortable. Yeah. A perfect one is one of the new ones called the V1. The Evo, Evo. yes. And it's not super oversized. It's like barely over 100. Mm -hmm. It's a 102. So technically still in the maybe mid plus class, but still forgiving. And got a little more weight than the old V1 Classic. Nice. And it's got like a 64 stiffness, which is good. And then it also has that vocal handle system, which is like dampened killer for protecting the arm. (laughs) So there you go. We got you a bunch of options. Get a demo or just pick one and we think that the yeah those are, that's really good yeah those that's are a good, good list good ones. i think a lot of people also can benefit from that um there have there are so many questions on tennis elbow and like again we're not doctors or experts in this realm just product geeks um but let's see Oh, this is a fun one. And Galen, shout out for this question. And you always leave us some cool comments. And thank you for that. Um, It says, love the podcast. Thanks for taking questions. Have either of you played with a frame you really didn't like? And no matter what you tried in terms of weight, strings, tensions, etc., you just didn't enjoy it, but played very good tennis with it. If so, what did you what what did you do? Uh, despite hating the way it plays and enjoying the result or switch to something that felt better and that you didn't play as well with. Okay, wait. So I, 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 got, I definitely started thinking about rackets over the that years. You hated? That, like I didn't hate, but like not in my wheelhouse, like maybe stiffer than I like. But, but then you, when we went to go shoot the video, like I just played lights out, you know? So that's a phenomenon that I don't know if people realize. Like we have these instances where like we love a racket and we then go do the play test and we can't play at all well with it. Like the actual like video recording. <laughs> the actual yeah. video recording. Yeah. Where we hate a racket and or not hate. Hate is a very strong word. Yeah. We did there are things that we dislike about the racket. We, were, we weren't gelling with the racket. <laughs> we were it wasn't like they weren't gonna get the final rows. But then you just like hit five winners in a row. And it's right. Like, what? Yeah. I've I yeah. I've both But the both. second part of that question was so he asked about that part first and then what did he say about um, basically, it's it's like if you played well with that, would you keep playing with that racket, or would uh, you go to use something else that doesn't perform as well for you? Just because you like how it feels, yeah, or looks, or yeah, you know, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, which I think, I mean, speaking for myself and how I know the rest of us is like we normally stick with what we like through and through. Yeah, it's hard to like be like. We also definitely have those moments where you don't want to like a racket and it grows on you. Right. Yeah. That too. Maybe when they're like rackets that like everybody overly obsesses about and you're like, Oh, it's not yes. that great. But then yeah. you do see the magic in it a little bit. You Chris know? does that with stuff sometimes. Nah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we all do but, that with stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like one that came to mind and this was a long time ago, but, and I think it was a weird racket for, a lot of people because of the head size and the string pattern, but it was back when Wilson had the spin effect rackets mm-hmm. and it was the steam one Oh five S. So it was like a one Oh five. I never usually play with it. And it was like a thicker beam. It wasn't like a, like the ones we just talked about where it was like a thin beam oversized. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, had some stiffness and some thickness to it. And then it had with the one Oh five head size, it had a 16 by 15 pattern in that big of a head, like in a smaller head, like a 95, that kind of pattern is not crazy. Yeah. But, but no. the bigger the head gets, the more the strings, it was just like, you could almost like fit like half, the, like part of the ball would be like going through the string right? because the squares are so big. <laughs> yeah. No dampeners. So required. we had it strung with like 
4G 15 oh gauge because back then they used to make the the 15 gauge just for those rackets because oh, yeah, people yeah, would yeah, break the strings so, so fast. Yeah, like yeah. Jay used to use the 99S yeah. and he'd, he'd break <laughs> An strings yeah, all least. the time. So that racket, I was just like, oh, this racket is so weird. One thing it did have going for it though is I think it was slightly extended and it had a high swing weight. Mm-hmm. So maybe that just felt good for my arm, like get my mind out of the picture and just yeah. let, let myself swing it. But anyways, when we played, did the video for that, like, my shots were just crazy spin. I was just <laughs> ripping winners. I think I was hitting against Brit that day. And like her level was definitely ahead of mine at that time. But I, I was just like hitting these crazy winners. And I think even she was like, what the hell? Like, What's going on? <laughs> but that racket really was like crazy power and spin. Yeah. And somehow that day I was just able to control it. That's but but uh, that was one for sure that yeah. I was like. But I didn't continue playing with it because that string pattern that kind of tra- like launch angle on the ball was just so different than everything else that it makes it hard for you to be a tester and go back to all the other mm. n- more normal type of rackets mm-hmm. it really throws your learning curve off yeah no yeah. that makes sense now and like now that you're talking about wilson and like i had this with the initial clash and then also just recently with this ultra 100 <laughs> this is not a racket i would ever even consider switching to but most recently with the ultra 100 the version 4 that just came out it's just like so fun to like hit the ball as hard as you can yeah and i know i used the word fun like 600 times in that video (laughs) but um like literally can you imagine just rallying or drilling with someone and just hitting the ball all over the frame like not even (laughs) in the sweet spot and like the ball is still staying in your footwork's not great (laughs) yeah and I get what you mean by like fun, even though you said it a bunch or whatever. Like it's it's not a racket that you would usually take serious. Yeah. But then you start hitting with it and you're like, oh man, like I can really like pound, I can pound the ball with this thing. Yeah. What I what I I think I I don't know if I came up with the term, but I like to think I did. <laughs> is it has a good slap ability. Yes, hundred percent. Like you just slap the ball and it controls it somehow. Yeah. And it, and it, it's like it gives you a boost in power, but your balls aren't flying out. All yes. The time. Yes. But then at the end of the day, like, I think both you and I are kind of one of those that, like, I need a racket that makes me be disciplined. So then I'm like, You need a little more feedback from your... Yeah, I got to get my feet going. I got to, you know, we got to... But hey, you never know. And I would also, I also recall maybe rackets that you didn't hate, but like in the past, Mm. when maybe when you kind of were getting your groove as a tester, you Mm. not like you didn't give them a chance but usually 1820 patterns right <laughs> like dense patterns weren't your thing you're like oh i'm not a dense pattern player and so you'd hit the blade 1820 or like i can now even recall like that prince uh, 1820 phantom whatever oh, yeah. we had like an ex- yeah like a sample version that you were hitting with and like you were playing really well with them even though like in your mind it's like <laughs> i'm not an 1820 you know flexible frame player you were hitting really good a couple of times. I remember back then I with, still have with those. That, so that it's like one, that extended one. Maybe, you know, I know. I know. I put myself, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know. Even with that most recent, the vocal, Chris is like, this isn't in your wheelhouse. And, and it makes sense. Cause yeah. I mean, your favorite racket now for a long board. time is stiff. <laughs> it has a 1619 pattern. Yeah. But so that's a cool question. Um, we love stuff like that. Uh, let's see <laughs> what else. Um, here's another tennis elbow one, but hold on. Oh, here's a quick one. Where's tonic? I haven't seen it on the site lately. It's my favorite uh, gut to buy. It seems to be gone from a few shops. Do you know where yeah, tonic is? So that I kind of shot myself in the foot 
um, on a podcast we did not too long ago. Uh-oh. I forget which one it was, <laughs> but I started talking about like how you can get tonic and another cheap poly and do a hybrid with it. And you can get like the same pretty much performance as like Champion's Choice for like a lot cheaper. Yeah. Or, like, quite a bit cheaper. And then everyone um, bought it. And, and then someone asked on that, commented on that video, like, where's tonic? Like a week later, <laughs> like I started looking for it and it's not in the system. It's in the system, but it's not got, available. Yeah. So I think they, I think Babylon may have like cut the. Oh, shoot. Discontinued. Maybe because we were, I was like pumping it so much. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's just as good as VS, it. but like cheaper. <laughs> and they're like, nah, screw, this guy cannot be. Uh, taken away from our VS sales. Cut you know? off the supply. Yeah. Just Because it literally was VS. That's, it's, and the people on the boards and the people that are like really string nerds probably know this, but it is VS. It, or it was VS. Um, the only difference was they would put it in a separate packaging, give it a different name when it didn't pass right. certain um, QC quality control regulations. Mm-hmm. So when they do the gauge testing on the, on the thickness of the string, you know, if it's a little bit, you know, if it's a 16 gauge and it's a one, it's supposed to be a 1.30 millimeter, you know, if it's 1.34 and then 1.26 and mm, then it if it's pass. not perfect in their gauging, it gets thrown into the tonic pile, Got it. so to speak. Yeah. And for most of us humans, you know, that are looking no at it, you're not going to see it. it. And when you're hitting with the string, oh, it's 1.26 and 1.33. I I can feel it. You know, you yeah. couldn't. It's literally VS. It's great gut. But okay. Unfortunately, it sounds like I don't I don't have we a final it. confirmation on this, <laughs> <Okay>. but it, <laughs> it sounds like Babylon's not distributing it anymore. Because if it's Sorry. I know for for sure it's not in we're not getting more in our system, it looks like, and then maybe other sites too. So Okay. Well, for kind now, of a bummer. Yeah, that is but a- uh recently stringing for tournament players that were using gut hybrids. Um a lot of them still using Clip, which is a good deal. Um, I think there's a couple other options for slightly cheaper prices. But. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no more of that, but keep keep your eye out for good deals. Um, here's another quick one. <laughs> I can take this one. Well, I don't. I can't take this one. But TT Warrior One asks, why do my poly strings strong at 55 feel like they're strong at 155? <laughs> I mean, obviously, we have no idea what racket you're stringing it in or what string you're using um, or what you normally string at. So if you like tried 55 and you're used to like 50, I can understand that. But um, definitely, like I've had experiences where I've gotten a racket restrung. We always joke, J-Dub will sometimes like tell us it's 52, but actually it's 62 or, you know, like he'll mess with us. Um where you like get the racket off the stringer and you kind of do the hit test to your hand and you're like, Oh boy, this is tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm here for it. Yeah. There could be a number of factors there. It could be totally different, you know, poly. And some people don't realize like how stiff certain polys feel compared yes. to others. Yes. At the same tension. Shout out to the string. So um, it could be that tool. Could be, um, you know, you did change tension, go up a bit and it feels way tighter. Um, it could be maybe a different stringer you used, um, depending on who's stringing your racket and the machine they use, like different string technique as well as string uh, the machine type, um, the mechanical, the kind of lockout mm-hmm. crank machines, the more old school machines. They yield typically a, a lower tension on average, even if they're calibrated the same as an electronic that constantly pulls. That's it, good to it, know. It's usually tighter feeling. So if you use a crank machine at 55 and a 
digital computerized high-end machine mm-hmm. at 55 and the same stringer strings them at the same time if you could do if you could clone that person you know <laughs> yeah. their doppelganger or whatever um in a perfect world or whatever uh they'll feel different yeah usually like probably three to four pounds just on the machine so yeah there could be there's a number of things that could have happened there but just yeah. go down man you just, know yeah. the, the watch the listen to that low tension, low tension uh podcasting try 42 or someone uh posted the other day i saw on social media at a tournament and they strung uh manorino's racket uh pure arrow with alu power and he was at like 10 kilograms what's that like I don't know. 20 oh so. that's low <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's kilos wow is what is it like times 2.2 or something like that that's so, crazy in the 20s something like that yeah i don't know yeah i can't um this is like be very careful and i feel like everyone knows this but maybe not i I feel like people don't necessarily know it but whenever you have a racket that's like super super tight and it's like unbearably tight you can kind of just put it on the ground and like softly yeah i know joy's like don't tell them that michelle's like leave it on your dashboard in like 100 degree weather but like don't (laughs) but like soft like don't put your full weight but like soft like little like Soft. Yeah. And just be careful because obviously, like, if you mess up your string bed and your racket, it, you void the warranty. <laughs> I guess I yeah. have to say that. PSA. Um, I do not. Yeah. Anyways, don't come at me if you break your frame. Right. But maybe, yeah. Okay, fine. Maybe or just like give it to like a pro. Attention. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, hopefully, you're pro. Yeah. yeah you know, or, you know, give it to a pro or like a really good college player, let him hit with it for like an oh, hour. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Like Andy Murray out. used to have people break in his shoes. His so barricades, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. You should have someone break in your racket. Um, we are running out of time, but this is the last comment I'm going to read for this episode. It says, like if you want them to do a video with the MRT guys and sneak peek, we're about to record an episode with a player who is probably going to need some MRT service. So we're going to kind of talk her through um, getting brand new rackets like she's making a huge switch. She's actually going from extended to standard length and then she is going to be in need of some customization and she is a pro on tour so that's a little sneaky sneaky sneak peek of the next one of the next episodes where hopefully we can highlight some of the mrt stuff yeah for sure um yes anybody that's interested in the mrt stuff or looking to place an order and wants certain specs you just got to call our racket expert line (laughs) 1-800-799 9230. Totally. Like I, I, I hope I got it right. I told not, you I don't do numbers. The guys who edit this video will put a, a number over my head and fix it. <laughs> call I think that now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Call our racket expert line. It's on the website. And uh, there's quite a few guys on there that sit in our office that we deal with every day that can explain it to you and get you dialed in. Whether it's just you're buying a couple rackets and you want them to have the same specs, that's a pretty basic service. So that's kind of like what we call just our regular um, MRT service. And it's not a certain spec, but we'll just make sure that those two are like basically like twins. Yes. So close as possible. But if you have like a custom, what we call a custom request, not customization, but a custom request, Mm -hmm. I want this swing weight, 330 Mm -hmm. or close as possible, or I want my racket as close to the specs on the website as possible. That is giving a request that's typically a little bit more it's like 20 bucks a frame or whatever mm-hmm. so the racket experts can dive in with all that yeah they're awesome they'll talk you through it and help you out so give them a call and if you guys have more questions we still have more to get through and hopefully we can keep keep on keeping
moving on with these Ask Us Anything uh, types of episodes, but feel free to leave comments um, on our YouTube channel, on our social, on our Talk Tennis message board, or you can even email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. A lot of you do email us, and if you notice, we'll get the questions and distribute them and get them answered right away so you don't have to wait for us to record one of these. But thanks, you guys, for interacting. Anything else? I think that's it, man. Just have fun out there and... Enjoy your time on the court. Yay. Happy hitting. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.